we're gonna talk about lamenting. As a, as a matter of fact, happier those who lament. Well, here's a couple of things for us as Americans, and if you're an American Christian, or if you're just exploring what faith is, lament is not a word that we use a lot, but it's a word that we should. It's actually a, a beautiful word that is rooted in our happiness. Um, but before I get to that, let me tell you this story. May 17, 2004, uh, I'm a young husband, uh, loving my wife and my kids, and my wife was an athlete like me. So uh, we both went to college on athletic scholarships, even though she had a partial academic scholarship, which believe me, I did not. But anyway, so, so she's always been fit. She threw the javelin on the track team. She was an all-state basketball player in high school. She was a registered dietitian professionally. And so the last person you would think would get cancer would be her. But in 2004, May 17th, Vicki got cancer. She had always had this lump on her throat and it just continued to grow. And so we went to the doctor, he referred us to a specialist and at first the specialist says, hey, this is no big deal, we'll remove it. Well, he removed it, we came back about a week later and I'll never forget what he said. He looked at us and he said, you're not gonna like this news. And at that moment, it was like time stood still. And he said, you're not gonna like this news. Vicki, you have papillary carcinoma. Uh, in English, that means thyroid cancer. So we're just kind of like, did he just say what I just thought he said? He did. But of course, as followers of Jesus, we didn't want to show that we were panicked because we have so much confidence in how great our God is. And so it was kind of like we were just numb. It was almost like we were watching a movie of some other people, but the reality was we were in the movie and we were the people. As we were making our way to our car in the parking garage, I just remember putting my hands in my face and I said, oh no, not my baby. And we were just silent as we drove home. And the first night that you're diagnosed with cancer, like you, you just can't sleep. So we're tossing and we're turning. I'm having images of conducting my wife's funeral with our kids who were young at that time, holding their hands, weeping and crying. She's on the other side of the bed crying. But then something happened in the midst of that. This sacred and beautiful lament begin to take place. To lament means to mourn. And we were mourning that, no, this was not right. But in the midst of that mourning, we got incredible comfort. How did it come? Well, she began to quote a scripture. I began to quote a scripture. She said another scripture. I said another scripture. And we were like playing scriptural tennis in the bed. She would say a verse, I would say a verse. She would say a verse, I would say a verse. And all of a sudden, in the midst of our lamenting, there was this, this praise that was happening. There were, there, were, there were like tears of joy, tears of fear, but in the midst of it, God was there.
Now, great news, my wife is cancer-free. She's been cancer-free for years, but one thing we're not free from is what we learned in the midst of lamenting. Uh, we live in a broken world, and like you, I yearn for the wrong to be made right, for healing to take place of hurt. I long for those things, but that's not gonna happen until the new heavens and new earth. And Jesus teaches us one of the pathways to the good life. He teaches us one of the pathways to happiness when he says, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. That word mourn in the Greek language is the strongest word for wailing and, and crying loudly because things are not right. Because in the midst of that, uh, we gain this incredible comfort. So even now, you know, we, we, we have wars around the world. We, we have uh, division in our nation. We have all types of things that remind us constantly that this is not yet the new heavens and new earth. And maybe, and maybe you're going through things uh, with your family. Maybe you're going through things with your children. Maybe you're, I don't know what it is, but it's okay for us to mourn. So often as Americans, we just wanna run right through it. And God is saying, no, sit down. And I want you to mourn. I want you to lament because happy are those who lament. Why? Because we are cemented in God's love. And it's his love that comforts us. I want you to marinate with me as I read Romans chapter five, verses three through five. And it reads this way. The apostle Paul says this. And not only that, but we also rejoice in our afflictions because we know that affliction produces endurance, endurance produces proven character, and proven character produces hope. This hope will not disappoint us because God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. So here's a couple of things, and these are things that helped Vicki and I capture happiness in the midst of a terribly dark and frightening time. Number one is this, is that we can rejoice in our afflictions. Now I've studied Hebrew, I've studied Greek, I've studied a little bit of Aramaic, and rejoice means in all those languages, rejoice. Like why can we rejoice because of this? God will never waste our pain. Please never forget this. God will never waste our pain because when we are in Christ through faith, the scripture says we can rejoice in our afflictions. Why? Because it produces endurance. Um, endurance means that we can go the long haul, that, that the God of endurance, the God of grace in the midst of our lamenting is drawing us near to him. Not only is it drawing us near to him, but we're drawing his strength. And you know what else lamenting does? It allows us to tap into not just our pain, but it allows us to tap into other people's pain. One of the things that made Jesus happy was that he knew that his existence was to be a healer. And so we become wounded healers, as Henry Nouwen would say that in the midst of our lamenting, it opens our eyes to other people's pain and we gain endurance. And that endurance also moves us to proven character.
What is proven character? Well, when you look at proven character, we look at the person of Jesus, regardless of the circumstances, he was the same yesterday, today, and forever. And God wants to share that character with us. So in our pain, in our suffering, when we see injustice, what it does is it breaks our heart because it breaks God's heart. And as our hearts are breaking with God, it breaks the chains of sin it breaks the chains of selfishness. It breaks the chains of living a myopic life that we only look at ourselves and we begin to look at others around us. And so our character begins to take the shape of Jesus. See, that's what the good life is. That, that's what happiness is. Is that regardless of what's happening around us, what's greater is what's happening inside of us. So not only do we get proven character, but we have hope. Verse five says this, this hope will not disappoint us because God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. So for those of us who are followers of Jesus, Hope and happiness go hand in hand. But our hope isn't like, hey, I hope something good is gonna come out of this. Our hope is I know something good is gonna come out of this. As Paul says a few chapters later in Romans 8, where the good or bad, God uses all things for those who love him and who are called according to his purpose for whom he foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the image of Christ. God doesn't waste a pain. Um, God transforms our character as we lament, and ultimately his love is poured out in our hearts, and, and we have this hope that one day all the wrong things will be made right, that one day there's no more death, there's no more sickness, there's no more pain, there's no more injustice, but until that day, God is using our lament to cement us in his love. And as we are cemented in his love, our hearts go out to other people who are hurting as well. And we become these wounded healer that our happiness is found in us saying, I know that I know that I know that this endurance and proven character that I'm gaining is making me more like Christ. Can you imagine having that perspective? that with all everything that is just going haywire, that is just going bananas, that is just going bonkers, that we have the perspective that in our lamenting, we are being cemented in God's love and God's love does not disappoint, God's love does not fail and God does not waste our pain. You see, happy are those who lament because they will be cemented in God's love. Hey, as you get ready to go into your groups, I have a couple of questions for you. The first one is this, why is it that instead of lamenting or mourning, we, we try to rush through pain? The next question is, how do you think lamenting or mourning will enhance our capacity to receive God's comfort? And the next one is, do you think that lamenting actually connects our heart to other people's hearts who are suffering? Now here's a thought I want you to marinate on. 
Lamenting cements us in God's life-giving love. I'll see you at the next session. Peace. I'm out.